So Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 23. Um, <clears throat> interesting verse, the way this, this, this scripture is structured there. So the verse says, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Hmm. Let's read that again. Proverbs one twenty three, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. There's not many more important things than to know what God is saying. I will make known my words unto you and have his spirit poured out on us. I will pour out my spirit upon you. So, We've often referred to as the refer, referred to the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, just the working, the the obvious working, and the sensing that God is working, the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit, and according to this text, that comes from turning, turn you at my reproof. Now, I also want to comment on this, and and turning would be obviously turning from something and to something. So, and all these things are kind of swirling around in our head, but this has described for me a vibrant relationship with Christ, even a vibrant, if we could liken this to corporate, a corporate gathering, a vibrant church, if you will, and even a spirit of revival. I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make known my words unto you. And then this, there's was one little word here, right before, right after the word reproof, and right before the word I behold. And it's almost as if God is saying, "I'm ready, <laughs> I'm ready. Watch, look what I can do. I'm eager for this. I want to pour out my spirit on you. I want to make known my words unto you." But there is a qualification: turn you at my reproof. So could we even? Think of being sensitive to the Lord and responding, being sensitive to what he's doing, what he's wanting, and not only being sensitive, but then responding. And I got thinking, uh, those who are in pastoral ministry or preaching ministries or leadership in churches, really, this would apply to everyone who has any kind of interest in God's people gathering together, what would it be like if every person came to church on this weekend sensitive to the Holy Spirit and responding to what the Holy Spirit would do? To where that's why they came. They came not for any other reason, but to hear from the Lord and to respond to where from the first time they put their hand on the door to open the door to come into the place of worship, they're thinking, okay, Lord, I want to be sensitive to you. I invite you to work in my heart, and I promise, God, as you work in my heart, I will respond. What a culture of revival that would be, a culture of health to be sensitive and respond. And as I was thinking of this, very familiar text came to mind, James chapter 4 and verse 6. God resisteth the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. 
grace. There's a flow of grace, strength, awareness of the Lord. God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Be sensitive, Rick. Be sensitive, Rick, and respond. If you're not both, you don't know God's grace. God resists the proud, but gives grace unto the humble. Just think of how, how many times, and my, I, I don't really want to even want to think about it, how many times have I approached the Lord in prayer or even the Lord in worship, <laughs> not even thinking about being sensitive to him, not even thinking about how am I going to respond to him. It's just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to worship you, Lord. What arrogance that is to think, God, I want you to hear me. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to hear you. And um, so I want to ask us, in, this, in these texts, it's God, God is continually wanting to pour out his grace on those who are sensitive and responding to those who are humble. So we have to ask ourselves, are we listening? Are we listening to the, and are we then gladly responding to God's word? Um. And one of the reasons I got thinking about this is that um, this past week, and I don't remember exactly, I was just trying to remember when it was, we had a water pipe break in our house. Our house is on a, uh, <clears throat> is on a concrete slab, and the water pipes are under the slab. So uh, we heard water running, <clears throat> So, and it's happened before. But uh, we heard water running. We really didn't know where it was coming from. So I went out to the street, uh, to the yard and by the street, and there's a water valve there that we can turn off, and it turns the water off to the house, and then the water stops. So throughout the week, we've had folks come in with their equipment, trying to, f- trying to look through the concrete slab and with their equipment and find the leak. And then the plumbers had to come in and take their jackhammers to the to the slab and dig down past the foundation, you know, in, to, to, to fix the leak. Um, and, um, and then when the leak's fixed, we can go back out to the street and we can turn that valve back on and you can hear the water just rush through the house. You can hear the toilets fill up. You can hear, you know, the, you can hear everything, everything comes alive with water. And um, it may be a dumb illustration, but, it's almost like God's hand is on the valve. God's hand saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to fill you with my presence and fill you with my grace. But you got to fix the problems. you got to fix the problems. And when the problems are fixed, then I can open the valve. Um, Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit upon you. I will make known my words unto you. So... As we go to prayer today, and even as we go to worship this weekend, as we're worshiping the Lord, I mean, even think of this. This is Palm Sunday. This is um, um, this is the day that we celebrate the Lord coming into Jerusalem. He's coming to die. He's coming to give his life. And there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people shouting but really, it was a lot of noise. It wasn't a lot of worship, sincere worship. It was a lot of voices, even preferential voices. We want you to 
lift the Roman oppression off of us. We're here. We're ready for this, but really not wanting to address the heart issue. They were all about talk and shouting, but when it came down to follow Jesus as the Messiah, no, no, that we're not going to do that. In fact, we're going to kill you. Um, so I always want to encourage us even to ask ourselves as we go into our prayer time, as we go into our worship time, as we live before the Lord, are there things that we are, are, are we praying, asking for revival and God's working, but we're not willing to address sin in our lives? Are we, will, are we not willing to be sensitive and then respond to the Lord? Um, I heard somebody this morning in a, uh, another gathering I was in uh, talk about the cage of sin. I thought that, that was an interesting phrase. He said, he said, sometimes we just put the cage around our sin. We want everything else to rotate around the cage of our sin. And don't touch my sin. I'm going to defend my sin. And God, I want you to bring revival, but don't touch my sin. And I'm wondering if we have cages around our lack of forgiveness or cages around our preferences. Um, Jesus, Jesus entered Jerusalem as the deliverer but the people didn't want his deliverance. May it be that we go to prayer today and we say, God, I want to be sensitive to you and I want to respond. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I'm ready. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you.